Last week saw the greatest advertising extravaganza that takes place every year, the Super Bowl. Now, you might think it's an important football game, but to the advertising world, the ads are as important as the game itself, and maybe more so. Automakers always spend a lot of money on the Super Bowl, but do those ads really sell cars, or is it just a corporate ego trip? And amongst all the automotive ads that ran, what do the advertising experts think were the best ones? Well, to get answers to those questions, I've asked three advertising experts to join me on today's program. Gary Topoleski is a creative agency director who has actually produced a Super Bowl ad. Gene Halliday is a journalist who covers the advertising business in the automotive industry. And David Kiley is with the company Icon Creative. We'll be back in a moment to look at what goes into making ads for the Super Bowl and why the auto industry likes to play such a big role in the greatest advertising extravaganza that takes place every year. Are you wasting time surfing the web looking for that special gift? Why not shop where the auto industry does? Turn to the AutoLine website, click on the store, and you'll find a treasure trove of John McElroy endorsed products. Did you recognize that ad? It's a Super Bowl television commercial. Not from the Super Bowl from last week, but one from about 14 years ago. And the reason that we're showing that is we have Gary Topoleski, an agency creative director, the guy who did that ad. Gary, that must be one of the best ads of all time. It must be one that you're very fond of. Uh, we're really proud of it. I mean, the team that, you know, put the thing together, we did. We had a great job and a lot of fun doing that. And, of course, like most Super Bowl spots, it's... Um, uh, you know, it's a lot of uh, time, energy, thinking, rethinking that went into it. But uh, we're proud of the fact that it turned out to be so simple and even holds up till today. It, it really does hold up today. And uh, you were saying earlier before the show started that that was really bleeding edge CG computer generated technology at the time. It was uh, it was like one of the new ways of doing things. In fact, uh, the company that did it is now one of the more famous uh, special effects companies in Hollywood that did some of the more famous movies that you'd see with special effects. and. I'd love to actually take a chance and redo it again with all technology that exists today. So you, you'd make better. it even better? Um, I, I could see all the flaws in it already. <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with the idea for that? Is that something that you as the, the creative director has got to come up with? Does the client come up? How, how does that work? It came out of the agency, and it came out of uh, um, an, actually an art director, uh, Andy Ozark, who actually drew the thing, and I know this sounds pretty cliche, but he drew it on a, map, on a napkin. It was actually a, a napkin that actually had the Bugs Bunny kind of, uh, you know, the cartoon where he kind of goes under the, the, the dirt. And he just pinned it up on, on my wall. And uh, the rest is history. We just kind of said, well, this is just perfect. So uh, it was just out of a little inspiration of somebody going to lunch, and we all started piling on and uh, helping it out. And that was the only spot, frankly, that we took to the client because we believe so much in it. And it's got to be the only car ad I've ever seen that really, truly never really shows the car. Yeah, or the Jeep, I should say, in this Well, case. you see a little bit of the taillight, but, uh, you know, the, that, that is one of the things that was always pretty hard to swallow. But you know what? The actual demonstration of what a Jeep meant was so powerful that we couldn't help but 
put it on the air. It just transcended uh, the whole ad. You didn't have to show the Jeep. You just had to let people know there was a Frankly, Jeep Frankly, I there. think there are some dealers running it till today. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, also joining us on today's show is Gene Halliday, uh, a car ad journalist who's writing with uh, Automotive News, and David Kiley uh, with Icon Creative. Great having the both of you here. Uh, what was your general reaction to the automotive car ads that were on last week's Super Bowl? <laughs> well, I think they were pretty lukewarm in general, and I, I, I guess I credit that to the economy and the horrible year that the industry had last year. But in that venue, people really want to see something more exciting. And there was some simple, uh, but overall, I would say lukewarm. I saw lots of doubles, you know, not home runs. Um, I saw lots of solid doubles. Wasn't a great, exciting year, but a nice, solid year, I thought. I didn't see any real stinkers in there. Well, Hyundai, as you all know, spent more money and had more ads than any other car company, maybe than anybody else, in fact, including non-automotive categories. Let, let's run one of those ads right now, the, the one with uh, Brett Favre in it. I'm honored to be here after 29 seasons and 50 years old. We don't know what things will be like 10 years from now. Thank you. But we can assure you that your Hyundai will still be covered. Introducing the all-new Hyundai Sonata with the assurance of America. So, David, uh, how does this Hyundai ad work for you, having Brett Favre 10 years from now as the MVP? I think that uh, they captured kind of the theme of the day very nicely in an ad. And plus, Brett Favre, because of the big disappointing game he had uh, two weeks earlier, you know, still very much in the news, and everybody's wondering if he's going to come back next season. So I thought thematically... It was a good job. But Hyundai, I just want to make this point. Hyundai's a fascinating advertising story to me because for the last two years, they have been inserting their brand into what I call the national conversations, brilliantly and beautifully. The Super Bowl, they dominated the Super Bowl. That's the time when everybody comes together. They were on, on CNN, first ad out of... Uh, Obama's acceptance speech, you know, when the night he won the election. First ads out of his convention speech and out of McCain and Palin's convention speeches. First ad when, um, uh, when the Olympic swimmer, help me, won his eighth. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps won eighth gold medal. They are really, they have a huge amount of momentum and they are inserting themselves all the time into the national conversation to say, we're here, notice us, look at our scores. It's Not only that, they really are on brand message. They know yeah. who they are, they know what their story is, they're yeah. confident, and all of their advertising, I thought, in the Super Bowl was really on message That's with their brand. It wasn't flashy, but it was on brand and very confident, and yeah. they got the dude as the voiceover, Jeff yeah. Bridges, who's yeah. coming into, you know, finally getting some recognition this year, too, so they're just, everything's clicking From for a them. marketing standpoint, they have the Midas touch right now. I, th I think they're, and, and what's really interesting they a year ago they let go of their ad agency and took it all in-house to an in-house controlled agency in ocean isn't in that ocean right. which you know no no other car company does that and i think you know i hate to say this for my friends in the ad business uh, gary but it's it's the uh it's a model that i think maybe some people are going to look at and joel yuanek who's the head of marketing former ad agency guy. He's not a, a guy who came up through the through the OEM, through the factory. Well, let's get, let's get Gary in on this. No. Should car co <laughs> <laughs> Our company should not take the agency work in-house. No, no, I, I, I agree with, with David. I think that uh, particularly in what's going on today, I think the model has to be uh, kind of re refined, and, and I think that they're doing, they're on the leading edge of it because 
Um, I mean, ad agencies are on the forefront. They always have been on the forefront of doing things differently, and I think they've kind of lost their way a little bit, and they've gotten a little bit stale. And you know, I, I do think the the work that you're going to start seeing from Hyundai, I think I'm looking forward to more of it. I mean, I think it's you know, I think you know, not that you can always do better, which we always hope to do anyway in the in the advertising business. Um, but I'm looking forward to where they're going with it because I can see some positive things, and their model is is such that I think they're they're very smart on how they put the, put it together. Well, let's go look at one of their, their other ads that they ran in the Super Bowl. Let's put that on right now. The Schubert Sonata in A minor, and then there's the all-new Hyundai Sonata in a 14-step electrocharged paint roto dip. Okay, Gene, what do you make of this? Uh, Mozart and Sonata, uh, kind of uh, classy stuff, huh? It is, and I think that they're laying some more bricks for their foundation for their for their Equus, which is coming. They're obviously Luxury going brand. absolutely, absolutely building for a more expensive Hyundai, the Equus that's coming in a few months, um, and building that luxury with comparing their paint to better than Mercedes. I mean, this is, you know, it's kind of surprising to a lot of people, I'm sure. I'm sure it is, including Mercedes. <laughs> 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 David, what'd you make of that? Uh, I liked it a lot. You know, again, the confidence that Hyundai shows that, you know, they're a Korean brand, Korean company, but they are in your face all the time. They're spending a lot of money on advertising. And let's face it, we drive all the cars. When was the last time you drove a Hyundai you thought was a dud? Uh, I haven't had one in f several years Several now. years. And, you know, they're ranked ahead of of Toyota on, on quality ratings, which these days may not be that hard to do, but, you know, but still... Hyundai, I think, is going to be one of the brands that really benefits from whatever potential fallout we find with Toyota or all these recalls. Gary, what's your thinking on this? I mean, uh, Hyundai had three ads in the game. I think mm -hmm. they had another two in the pregame show. Right. Uh, th that's a lot of ads. Is it worth a company sort of saturating the Super Bowl, as it were? I think for a company like them, and they're up and coming, I think that they, they get their name out there. Uh, you know, they're then... They've been kind of like hidden for a long time, and I think now they are becoming more confident. I think they're getting their name out there, the, the idea of Sonata, you know, and how they used it. Very simple way of getting that, that name out there to communicate that. And I, I think there is a confidence there. So um, for them in particular, it might not be right for other car companies at this point, but for them, I think they're they're just hitting their stride, and I think it was worthwhile for them. What's it cost to do a Super Bowl ad? I mean, I know you got to pay the network to air it, but, you know, just making an ad, what, what does something oh, like it, that it, cost? It does range, uh, John, you know, incredibly, depending on what kind of uh, special effects and things of that nature. And, of course, then there's superstars, like I'm sure they paid Brett Favre, uh, you know, quite a A handsome sum, mm -hmm. yes. So, you know, but in, in a, you know, a, a typical spot with production, you're, you're talking about maybe, you know, three to five hundred thousand dollars just to you know get the cameras rolling and things of that nature and then add anything else on top of that so you know it, it approached a couple of million bucks maybe for an ad Pro or, you know i mean that's that's uh in today's world yeah that's probably not uh unexpected yeah and obviously hyundai thinks it's money well worth spending well yeah. plus the time was two point uh Five or six million dollars uh, in the end. But you figure with Hyundai, they're getting a deal, kind of a package deal, probably. because they brought yeah. the sponsorship, the mm -hmm. pregame right. sponsorship. So they probably got a little better deal than mm -hmm. that. Good point. I'm sure they did get uh, <laughs> uh, uh, something of a bargain, buying in bulk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, another ad that was very interesting, the Audi one. Let's run that one right now, too. Okay, so it's 3708, okay. uh, paper plastic. Plastic. That's the magic word. What? Green police. <laughs> You picked the wrong day to mess with the ecosystem, Plastic Boy. Battery! Battery. Let's go, take the house, come on! Put the rind down, sir! Sure. You got 
a TDI here? Clean diesel. You're good to go, sir. So, David, I, I hear mixed messages. I hear that this ad has scored extremely well. I, I know some of our viewers have said, I don't want no green police monitoring things. How can this present Audi in a positive light? Well, I think that uh, I, I, I like the idea of Audi looking progressive in terms of not just standing for the hardware of its cars, but but a larger issue about living and driving greener. But they're having fun here. I mean, there's a lot of green police out there. And so they sort of use the humor you know, within the right context. And I, I thought it came off okay. They're, they're calling attention to, uh, to a particular issue and message that they want to have around their brand. But they did it tongue in cheek because of what's going on out in the world. Okay, Gene, you're wearing a nice green jacket. I got to ask you, what do you think about the green police? Uh, when I was watching it, there was—I mean, it's a 60-second commercial, and which is unusual. These not days. a lot about the car, really. You know, there was a, just a brief at the end with the A3 TDI. Mm -hmm. I think what it will do, though, is really get people to go investigate more about the car and TDI if they don't are not familiar with it at this point. Uh, very tongue-in-cheek is actually the words that come to mind, and I, I, it was humorous. And they have the words clean diesel out in front of the Super Bowl audience, 106 million people. That's got to stir some interest and curiosity about clean diesel. What's, what's up with that? Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a good way to put it. You know, if people don't know TDI or clean diesel, it's like, what do you mean this thing's green? I, I can imagine it might make them want to look into it. But as you guys all know, Audi ran into a bit of a problem because the original version of that ad ended with the green police going to the cops in the squad car saying, are those styrofoam cups? Right. Back to those styrofoam cups you're drinking from? Yeah. I mean, please step out of the car and put them on the hood. And styrofoam, unbeknownst to Audi, I guess at the time, is a trademark name of the Dow Chemical Company. Right. It's like Kleenex or Band-Aid. It's in the vernacular. But, I mean, who would call it anything else but a styrofoam cup? So they went in and had to just goose the audio edit to take styro out of it. So now the cop at the, at the end of the ad says, uh, are those foam cups you, you know, you're using? Yeah. Yeah, because the proper generic name is actually poly polystyrene foam. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's not funny. That's not going to work, yeah. <laughs> Gary, have you ever run into that where you get an ad done, you put it out for the world to see, and you get a phone call that says, uh-oh, we got to make some changes? Yeah, it happens all the time. And, really? And, 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 you know, you do the tweaks and you do the last-minute stuff and you're sitting in a, in a studio like at midnight getting things ready, particularly for Super Bowl spots. In this case, they were lucky enough to be able to just do a little snip, you know, take that word out. So I thought it was a pretty, you know, nice fix on their on their part. But it but it happens all the time, and everybody's very, you know, uh, looking at things, changing things up until the last minute. But how does that happen? I mean, uh, I guess a lot of people are not aware that styrofoam is a trademark name. I know that somehow or other from very early in my career, but. Shouldn't someone have caught this? I, I would agree because they're, you know, these things are put through pretty stringent uh, uh, tests, and you go through things like that. And the, fi the, the fact that it got through is both, uh, you know, it's both funny and uh, unfortunate. <laughs> What's interesting? These ads are lawyered. I've worked for two uh, ad agencies, and the lawyers look at the ads to see if you've if you've done anything that's not right, but. 
I th styrofoam just must be on everybody's brain as a generic that just the trademark aspect got lost. And, and the other aspect of it is another thing that most people don't know about styrofoam is it's highly recyclable. Mm. Now, if you throw it in a landfill, archaeologists can dig it up in 2,000 years right. and put coffee in it and drink out of it. But if you want to recycle it, it's actually highly recyclable. Except that I think the recycling tendency is very, very low. I mean, in terms of because people are throwing them away in, in, uh, in, tra in trash all the in, time. In, so. in commercial applications, it actually in commercial, does. commercial, yes. But yeah, but yeah. The rest of us just yeah. throw it out the car window. Right. Well, I never do that, actually. <laughs> but Gene, what, what do you know about these things of problems and ads all the time like I, this? I, I haven't come across any trademark issues, in, but um, maybe for certain taglines, I think there was an instance years ago where Dodge picked up something that Chevy had discarded and not trademarked. It's, it, 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 does this ring a bell? I mean, yeah, yeah. And it was, a, and it was important. It was the tagline, and uh, it was maybe 15 years old, and it was a familiar thing that Chevy had used. Yeah. But I, I used to work at an ad, an ad agency that completely ripped off the Graduate in an ad, and and um, the creators of the Graduate. It was on the air for a week, and they issued got cease and desist orders, they, <laughs> you know, so it, it happens all the time. Have you ever had that, Gary, a, a cease and desist order of, on one of your ads? No, but, um, you know, we we're lucky enough to have uh, attorneys and lawyers to keep us from doing it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure we could have had plenty if we had our way. Yeah. But, um, and again, it's, it's one of those things where you never know because sometimes you're doing a parody of something or you're kind of reflecting popular culture and you don't know what kind of buttons you're going to be pushing. But, but I think in the Audi's case, I think it turned out fine at the end. Yeah. What do you do then in a situation like that as the Super Bowl is getting close? You have people in the studio just sweating bullets waiting in case any last-minute change has got to be made? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, producers will be standing by on, on, on call, essentially, because it has to make its rounds, and we have to make sure that everything's right. But they, they basically sit there, order Chinese, and wait. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, then if there's anything that needs to be done, they're just right there. They're right there to fix the stuff. Well, you know, a couple of years ago, Saturn ran a Super Bowl ad that uh, part of the story was a, a, an assembly factory robot uh, committed suicide, threw itself off a bridge. Right. And it, it looked perfectly fine for the story of the ad until the next day, and they caught all kinds of flack from the uh, suicide prevention people for make, making light. Of, of suicide, and so they had to re-edit the ad and recut it. For I think they dropped the ad off. I think no, 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 it ran on the Super Bowl, but they but they recut it and it continued to run for a little while, and then it and then mm -hmm. it dropped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's run another ad here. Uh, in fact, uh, why don't we go to uh, the Volkswagen one right now? Yellow one, blue one, red one. So, David, what do you make of uh, Volkswagen's ad? Well, uh, this is their new agency, Deutsch. Um, they uh, let go of their former agency, Crispin Porter, a few months ago. So, this is really the first, you know, big work we're seeing. I like it because it it uh, it takes something. Volkswagen advertising is its past, its heritage. It's got such equity with people, and so who didn't play Punch Buggy when they were a kid, you know, when you saw the Beatles? So they've updated that idea to really cover the, the, the whole lineup, and the whole purpose of this ad is to show people how many different 
models Volkswagen has because I happen to know the, the awareness of certain vehicles like the Tiguan and the Rutan and, uh, and, and even the Passat and things like that are in the CC are very low. I mean, people basically see it as a Jetta Golf Passat company and, you know, and a Beetle company, and that's it. So I, I liked it. I thought it was a nice update of, of, a, of an old theme, an old friendly theme. Okay, let's go to another one. We've got a, a Kia ad here. Let's run that right now. So, Gene, what's your, your take on Kia? It's entertaining, um, but I'm not really sure what they're trying to tell us about the new about the car. I don't. I'm not really sure. I, I, when I first actually saw the first couple of seconds, I thought it was a Target ad with that red, uh, you know, Cyclops thing. It's, it was very confusing to me, and I, it is entertaining, but I, I'm not sure what the message is and how it connects with the brand here. Gary, Gary, what, what do you think of that ad? Well, I think it, it certainly is one of those things that gets your attention first off. Just because it's all those those it's toys, all those weird things running around, and you know, and it's like, okay, what am I looking at here? So I think, yeah, first and foremost, it does get your attention. But I thought it was like a long slide, you know, towards the end, because then at the end, it's like you see that they're toys, and it's like, oh, they just like, you know, driving a car. I mean, it's an it's kind of an old bit, you know. But I think that for the Super Bowl crowd, I mean, I mean, that's what that's what they're looking for, you know. I mean, it's I think it was designed for the audience of the Super Bowl primarily, in that it's a fun car to drive. That's all I got out of it. Slightly anecdotal, but there was a lot of chatter about that ad on my Facebook uh, news feed among, among people on Facebook. They really liked the ad, but there was a lot of confusion. Most people couldn't remember who, who had done it, like mm -hmm. what brand it was actually connected to. So I think that, to me, that's always an issue. I mean, if you do a, a great ad, everybody remembers, wasn't that cool, and you're like, Oh, but what was it for? Yeah. You know, that's mm -hmm. a problem. That's yeah. a big problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can't just be eye candy. Yeah. And we've got one last automotive ad that ran in last week's Super Bowl, the Honda ad. Let's run that one now. Just what we all need. Another brilliant idea from Honda. Introducing the Accord Cross Tour with available four-wheel drive. Gary, what do you make of this Honda ad with the graphics? Different graphics, I thought, but the storyline wasn't anything different. I mean, it, you know, the car holds stuff, you know. <laughs> That's all I got really got out of it. I mean, it's a cute squirrel. That's about it, but it, I didn't really get anything new out of it. Just more eye candy. Yeah. And I was wrong. Actually, we have one more ad to the Dodge Charger one. I will put the seat down. I will separate the recycling. I will carry your lip balm. I will watch your vampire TV shows with you. I will take my socks off before getting into bed. I will put my underwear in the basket. And because I do this, I will drive the car I want to drive. Okay, so now I have to ask the woman on our panel, what do you think of Man's Last Stand? I, I liked it. Um, and obviously, Dodge doesn't have a lot of new product messaging. Oh, the Ram's new, but that's on the new brand. Um, so they're obviously trying to brand it as a man's car. And women will drive a man's car, but not vice versa. They don't, men do not want a chick car. So I liked it. 
Did it work for you, David? Uh, it certainly is interesting for Dodge. Dodge needs to move its image into a much more progressive space because it really has become the brand over the last few years of being the, uh, you know, sort of a lower educated, lower income male's car. I'm just not sure this gets you there in terms of, I know that they're trying to make it a more progressively accepted brand. Uh, around Charger, Journey, um, and uh, you know, and, and and the vehicles that are coming, it's interesting. Got definitely got my attention. So the awareness of Charger and putting the Charger in a new light, I think they succeeded on that front. And uh, Gary, of all the ads out there, what do you think was the best one for the Super Bowl? Uh, I just have to immediately go to the Audi one because I thought it was entertaining. It had a strong message, and it was memorable. David? Uh, we talking automotive? Yeah, let's talk okay. automotive. Automotive, I'd have to go a tie between Audi and Volkswagen. Although, overall, for the whole game, I like the Google ad. <laughs> and Gene? I think the Hyundai work was the best, actually, just because it was so on message um, and right on for the brand. Well, there you go, folks. Three different answers from three different <laughs> experts. It's a great way to end the show. Thank you all for coming in and talking all about Super Bowl advertising. Thank you for watching, but don't go away yet. I'll be back in a moment with some closing thoughts. I learned a lot about what goes into automotive advertising on today's show, and I hope you found this both informative and entertaining. We'll have to get those same guests back on the show soon to talk about all the turmoil that's going on in the automotive agency business, especially here in Detroit. Everyone's very aware of all the strife the rest of the industry has gone through, with brands being dumped, plants being closed, model lines being phased out, and so many people losing their jobs. The automotive ad agency business is going through just as much distress, even though that's not well known outside of advertising circles. But that brings us to the end of this show. For all of us here at AutoLine Detroit, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.